This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Yo, what's good? And welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, January 5th, 2022. I'm your host, Jan Garcia, and joining me is twitch.tv slash, that's slash, not backslash, slash, Andy Cortez. Get pues, wey. ¿Cómo estás? I'm doing okay, Janet. Thank you for asking. Um, I'm drinking some coffee. I'm still back home in Texas, and every morning my dad will kind of prep the little coffee pot for me. Because he knows that I'm a child and probably don't. If it's not a little Keurig thing, I'm probably not going to know how to do it. So he's like, okay, it's four scoops of this and fill the water. And he was like, do you just want me to prep it for you? I'm like, yeah, that'd be that'd be awesome. I just push the button and it's ready to go. So I'm feeling pretty great. That's pretty good. What's your setup there? Is it a like just a Mr. Coffee? Is it like a elaborate machine? Because I'm also at this point in my life, like I used to use like the drip coffees and I put the grounds in. But now I've gotten so used to just the K cups that I'm just like slamming k-cups into the machine if it's not that i'm like someone else has to make it because i'll do i'll have people even watch me like i'll have my brother watch me make it and it'll still come out wrong for some reason yeah i i figure if there's not a whole lot of ways to mess up coffee i'd figure out a way but it's the mccafe roast it's the something i forget what mm. he i don't i don't really know but it's the it's all about the creamer for me and it's the uh i got that hazelnut creamer which is pretty nice so yeah it's like the scoops thing with the little fucking filter thing. Yeah, it's it's a whole little it's a little process that I don't think a whole lot of people are really doing anymore. But it, I think it's better for the environment, honestly, because all the K-cups, they get into the ocean, Kevin. Bunch of, <laughs> bunch of crabs in yeah, K-cups now. crabs, they get really bummed out. Yeah. Like, that that like has been mentioned. It's like, oh, this is really bad for like the world. And I'm like, well, you know, it's just one of those things. And I know what people are thinking, well, you can get the reusable ones where you can refill mm. them. But I'm like, my, I don't have the ground. Breaks, yeah, you can get like a mesh the yeah. and then just it, put it, the stuff in there. But I, the, something with the scoops, the scoops are never right. So I'm like, that doesn't solve the scoop problem. So mm. I'm just kind of stuck with it. We haven't standardized the scoop yet, Kevin. Mm. We may have. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> I just said yeah, something. We probably I'm just lying at this point. Yeah. Measurements I mean, I and stuff. It. You, it you know how it goes. To me. Thank you, Kevin. Yeah. yeah, I bought it. You're selling it. I'm buying it. All right, let's get into today's stories, which include a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, we got PSVR 2 officially being revealed with its new details, a new Horizon VR game, Ubisoft Plus coming to Xbox and more, because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily, where each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games, we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kind of funny slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on YouTube.com slash kind of funny games, roosterteeth.com or listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily. Remember, you can use Epic creator code kind of funny on all Epic store and Epic in-game purchases like Rocket League and Fortnite to help support the channel. To be part of the show, head over to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free along with the exclusive daily post show. 
some housekeeping for you. If you like all the PlayStation news you're getting today, remember that a new episode of PS I Love You XOXO is live. It's all about predicting PlayStation's 2022, which again, the conspiracy theory, they must be on that early access because we were like, PSVR 2, who knows when it's coming out? Probably not this year. Greg's like, might not even exist. They might just throw the whole thing away. And they said, hold up. Let's let's sh- we, we hear the concerns. Let's show this immediately and immediately outdate that section of the episode. So uh, enjoy all those takes. We also just dropped a line of merch on kind of funny dot com slash store. And it's hot. Let's go ahead and take a look at that um, new line of merchandise. Uh, I personally really like the um, sort of like gradient text um, sweatshirt that we have. I think we also have it like in a maybe a T-shirt Ooh, form as well. There's some, there's yeah, some fun tech stuff going on. Shout out Campfire Designs for uh, uh, doing so a lot sick. of our merch. Damn. Did a kick-ass wow. job. It's really nice. Finally yeah, have some... a line. It's been a while since there's been a line of merch as opposed to just, here's a shirt, here's a hoodie, here's a sweatshirt. It's really cool having like, oh, this is this winter's drop or whatever. And I say right. winter, Janet, but right now in the Rio Grande Valley, it's 78 degrees. Um, that's awful. And it's Jesus. it's gonna be about eighty six later, Kevin. So, I love Jesus this shirt. Christ. I love this. Do shirt. you know? I how, hope it sells high on the East Coast. Do you know how long you're trapped where you are, Andy? Oh, I leave back tomorrow. I leave oh, back. Tomorrow. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. So it's the final hurrah. But yeah, awesome line of stuff. Uh, go ahead and check it out. Uh, see what draws you in. Yeah, we got the black and white. We got the retro look. I think we do retro stuff really well. Like there's a, it's like a fine line between pulling from really clear old design ideas but also making it like look good in this era so uh yeah definitely excited to oh God, be rocking those on our shows Ooh, i've been okay i was thinking about this yesterday because i'm like and honestly like in you know bias aside i think the kind of funny shirts actually fit me pretty well which is surprising because i'm i'm very tiny so even like the women's cuts can be kind of like long or like loose on me um but i, I really like how the shirts fit so i don't really feel like altering them like i was looking through my old t-shirts like maybe ones that might cut up or change but i was i was thinking yesterday like i wish more companies had like crop stuff so that i don't have to just crop it after the fact so yeah i think i'll definitely be grabbing that one for sure we uh, get other to, housekeeping stuff. Get to sh- we get get to show off our abs kevin you and i mm, my tum it's like half mm-hmm. shirtless spider-man situation mm-hmm. going on mm-hmm. uh, this friday uh, we're going to be live all day on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games to celebrate seven years of kind of funny tune in for mario party shenanigans and pure chaos right after kfgd this friday thank you to our patreon producers james davis at james davis makes blackjack and pranksy today we're brought to you by upstart raycon and express vpn but we'll tell you about that later for now let's begin what is and forever will be the roper report a baker's dozen and we're gonna kick it off of course with the vr stuff uh, and we are breaking this down to two sections so we're gonna first just talk about the details and then we'll get into the horizon stuff separately so let's start with sony confirms its next vr headset is called PSVR 2. This comes from Taylor Lyles over at IGN, uh, which shout to Taylor, a uh, great tech expert over at IGN, and will actually be joining uh, Blessing and Greg on Monday for PS I Love You XOXO Ooh. to talk about PSVR 2. So get all your hopes and fears in on Patreon today to talk about that. Again, Taylor's such a tech expert, so like I'm really looking forward to hearing that episode and what she has to say about like price predictions with like the specs and everything and really deep diving um, using her expertise. Uh, cause I'll be out that day because it's my birthday, so I'm taking the day off. Oh. Uh, let, 
let's get into uh, the article. During its CES 2022 press conference, Sony shared new details on its upcoming successor to the PSVR, confirming that it is the PSVR 2. Uh, is the official name of the next-gen head-mounted display. During the press conference, Sony dropped a lot of new information on the highly anticipated headset. This included the names of controllers, officially called the Sense controllers, which will offer things such as haptic feedback and a trademark feature available in the DualSense controller. The latest PlayStation blog post notes that PSVR 2 will feature an OLED display with a 2000 by 2040 per eye panel resolution. The headset will also support 90 uh, hertz and 120 hertz with a field of approximately 110 degrees. Sony also notes that PSVR 2 will include four cameras on the headset and a controller tracking IR camera for per eye tracking, quote, your movements and the direction you look at are reflected in game without the need for an external camera, Sony notes in the blog post. Um, and then I also want to draw in a couple additional details from that blog, um, extra info where they like highlighted, okay, these are the, you know, fidelity things we want to shout out. One thing they mentioned was new sensory features. So, of course, like Taylor mentions in her article, the usual suspects are there, right? We got the 3D audio, all the stuff that PlayStation has been bragging about with the PS5. But there's also headset feedback. Uh, it's a new sensory feature that amplifies the sensation of in-game actions from the player. It's created by a single built-in motor with vibrations that add an intelligent tactical element, bringing players closer to gameplay experience. Then they throw in an example, which I love because I'm like, okay, what the hell does that mean? Uh, gamers can feel a character elevated pulse for instance during tense moments the rush of objects passing That's close cool. to a character's head oh. or the thrust of a vehicle as the character speeds forward honestly it sounds a little bit horrifying but i'm excited about it uh before we dive into the conversation i want to pull in a question from uh probably oliver who writes in and says uh jan and andy hope the new year is treating you well psvr 2 is super exciting the specs look great and the horizon project could be incredible spoilers for the next story but i can't help but be a little bit bummed about it still being tethered to the playstation with the majority of PC-based VR units using wireless, do you see this as something that could hold back VR2 from mass market appeal, or will PlayStation brand be enough to make this a hot ticket item for the PS5? So thoughts on the one cable, and then thoughts on all these new details we now know about PSVR2. Well, first off, they did not skimp back on the specifications. I am pretty impressed by mm. everything that they're offering. Usually when you're getting... Uh, a new piece of hardware, especially when it's something coming from Sony that you sort of expect to be lower than what the mass market is getting with, uh, you know, whatever Oculus is offering or uh, HTC Vive. The fact that this is going to be 4K up to 120 hertz um, in both eyes with that really nice FOV, I think that's really, really impressive, especially the fact that it's OLED. Um, that changes the game quite a bit as well. I will say, though, that I don't think this holds back people from wanting to get it uh, when it comes to a mass market thing, because I just don't think enough people are super aware of what the like something like the Oculus Quest even is when people talk about having a wireless offering. Um, I think uh, I think having the PlayStation name attached to it right now, like straight out the bat is going to be enough for it to do as well, if not better than what the first uh, PSVR was able to do. Yeah, for sure. Um, what is your background with VR? Do you have like, what peripherals do you have, if any? I have a PlayStation Eye, and that's it. 
that's it, Janet. I I tried borrowing the PSVR, and um, I just do not have room in my apartment, Janet. I just do not have the setup for it. In my bedroom, I would have ended up hitting the TV several times. It would have been a bad situation. So my experience with VR as a whole, um, I messed around with a lot of the sort of first iterations of those really good VR stuff back when I was in game development, and I have not touched VR much at all since. What's your interest level? And then what does this announcement do for you? Do you think you'll be getting PSVR 2? Um, I likely will not get PSVR 2. This is <sighs> something that I will like to try out and see the tech of. But Janet, again, this will be another purchase that I would make and immediately not use two months into it. Um, I'm barely using my PS5 as it is, <laughs> much less. Uh, and, and now, granted, a lot of that just comes with certain release calendar things. But no, I likely will not be getting it. This is something that I will try the tech out of maybe at, you know, if I ever went to Tim's place or Kevin's place or something like that. But I will likely not get it. How about you sound pretty heartbroken by my decision, Janet? Are you getting it? Yeah, well, I'm I'm heartbroken because I think you bring up a good point, right? Like maybe it's not that much of an appeal point maybe you look at like the catalog and what's going on you're like and i've made those decisions too with like i think the analog pocket was my most recent and the steam deck to a degree where i'm like look i have so many things that i don't use i don't need another expensive thing that i'm gonna barely use i should you know it's kind of i had to like we have food at home myself but right, with games yeah. like we have tech at home like you got your and I actually have my like Oculus Quest off like behind me, um, you know, that I really have not spent very much time with. You know, I have my PS Vita that I got like a year ago for fun that I haven't spent too much time with either. Granted, that's like older tech that I just got for the culture of it. But um, I think we all have those things. But what saddens me is that like you chose that for this. You know what I mean? Like, why not let this be one more mistake? You make you make them sure. already. Just add, right. pile it on. You know, it'll, it could be a fun time. But for me, I'm, I'm definitely excited for PSVR 2. Uh, I'm definitely going to get PSVR 2. Um, I am lightly nervous about what that price point is going to look like. But I had PSVR, the, the first iteration, and I liked the idea of it like i liked a lot i had some good experiences with it and that was probably my personal entry point into vr like i got that before i got my um oculus quest and that's you know kind of where i saw the potential of of what is going on in that space in terms of development and what kind of ideas are there and and thinking about conversations of like what makes a good vr game or something that works in vr and doesn't should we have vr things in non-vr platforms like does that defeat you know all these ideas and stuff and i've had a lot of fun with that um and of course like astrobot rescue mission is worth it alone which sounds crazy because like the the device is like 300 bucks or something but i swear that game's so fun that like i just want everyone to have psvr for that reason by itself so i'm excited for vr too because the number one thing like you mentioned is the spacing issue and admittedly i'm sure you'll still need you know, some space to do PSVR 2 as you do with even the Oculus Quest. Like you can do it in a really small space, but like you kind of need a little bit of room to, you know, comfortably maneuver and and make sure that you're not like stepping on anything or tripping up or, or having any issues. Um, but I'm excited about just this having a single cable. You know, I know that um, probably Oliver writes in and says that's, a, you know, kind of a negative. And I definitely wished it was wireless, sure, but yeah. I get why it's tethered. Um, you know, there's other VR experiences that are also tethered. I think the fact that it's just a single cable is a huge step forward. And I also like sort of I don't want to say I have lower expectations right. for this because that sounds inherently negative, but it is like attached to a console and not like its own piece of standalone tech or it's or attached to a PC. So I kind of approach it a little bit differently. I, I also wonder what sort of 
uh, things that they could have changed in order to make it wireless, and whether it's the, whether the fact that it's wireless is so dependent on uh, the high tech that we're getting inside of it with OLED, with all the haptics. Does that at all uh, change any sort of latency if you if they were to try to go wireless? And does that sort of ruin the experience? Can you have gone um, with the 4K displays and 120 hertz? I think a lot of those things are something to think about. If you do want to go for something wireless, what are you taking away specification wise? Mm-hmm. Or are you going to say, Kev? I was just going to say, didn't the, uh, the, the first one also just have one wire? No, it, it had like had its, like brick. Thing. It had a well, bunch of it had yeah. It, well, it had stuff. a brick. Sorry, okay, but like one wire going to my head, right? Um, I think you might technically be right, but I think the way that it splits off and you have to have like cable one, cable two, like those elements, yeah, and it kind of goes into it, like the okay. brain of the VR, and then you then take that box and then connect it to. I think just the TV or maybe the and I think the other thing, too, is the complexity of the setup, Um, regardless of like how much is actually hanging from the VR headset itself, because, yes, it is like a singular cape. It's like you're, you know, Mm -hmm. strung up like a bunch of strings like you're in that. uh, God, what was that? Was that in sync's music video? No strings attached. You know, it's not like that. You're not a marionette doll. Right. Um, It's not that intensive. But I think the problem of it was the setup um, Mm. is the real thing that like it wasn't so much when I, you know, got down to play like i feel like i'm tripping over cables it was all right i'm either having this plugged in at all times or i'm never playing this console again i think too to this day it's the only one where if you unplugged everything right now and told me like hey a hundred bucks on your first attempt you need to plug (laughs) this in right i would i'd lose i wouldn't even try i'm like can we just we're wasting time i cannot look i cannot do that without no i find it so difficult no, well, like the all the wires, I thought was really fun that it was all labeled. So like the the USB on labeled. it had a one, and then the the where you plug it in has a little one. You know, I like I Kevin's cool. idea of fun. <laughs> I thought it was really fun that they were labeled. <laughs> well, so like specifically, and like I say that because the the cable that connected your head to the actual little box had like an HDMI cable and then a weird cable on the other side that looked kind of like a reverse HDMI cable and it had the little square and triangles and circle and uh, and cross mm. on the other side. So I remember oh, whenever I put it together I'm always like, "Oh, look, it's That's so cute. easy to match." Yeah, it's cute. <laughs> <laughs> I still, you know, even if I did get all that, because you're right, it is labeled, which helps. Um, but I feel like then the, something weird would go wrong. The camera would be upside down or something like that. Like something, I'd lose points on one of the elements. Um, uh, before we move on to talk about the New Horizon game, Andy, is there anything that would get you to get PSVR 2? So you're like, I'm not interested now. Maybe I'll try it out one day. What would get you to buy it? Um, I think I think based on whatever this Horizon Call of the Mountain is going to be, I think if it's going, if we're going to get a if we're going to get the PlayStation equivalent version of like a Half-Life Alex, mm. um, because I, I Half-Life Alex is like, you know, obviously one of the more uh, one of the more polished VR experiences, but also one of the toughest games to even try because of what it's what it's dependent on hardware wise. I think if we were to get something uh, substantial like that in a VR experience, as opposed to these small activities right more gimmicky type things i know that vr has definitely moved past a lot of those things but i want to see those really big experiences and also i think price point is super important i think 300 maybe 250 that's what i'm 
hoping for. Like 250 is like the, the really hot spot. But I think with all of the hardware inside of it, maybe they take a loss on it. And at, at, you know, at the beginning, maybe they are willing to take a loss on something like this. But I, I don't know. I, I'm really worried about what exactly the price point is going to be. Yeah, I feel like if we're, do, if we're making predictions, I think 400 at work. Uh, actually, 450 would be the worst case scenario. There's no way they're making it five or higher because that is the price of the console. So I feel like that'd be really egregious. Um, I think four is the realistic worst case scenario. Not that it's like totally unreasonable, but mm, three, I would sign up for three right now. I don't really see a world where it's under three. I think that'd be like that's crazy wild but i will say that one thing that psvr just as a concept kind of has working against it right now in the space is when it first came out it was sort of you know the affordable entry point and i think now that the price of quest has like really gone down over like time and like what it kind of offers and then it's also like sort of a standalone situation while like this one you still need like the ps5 with it so the price point is inherently like now we're back in the if back in the day when you only had the option to have like the VR headset and a high-end PC, um, that's sort of the, the biggest negative where it's no longer really that unless like, well, if you don't have a PC, but also you didn't want the quest, but also these other things. So I do think that it has that going against it, but I think its biggest asset probably is just the fact that it's PlayStation and the fact that there's the idea of exclusives coming to it that are from IP that we care about. Um, yeah, I, on- I think that, I think that makes it more digestible in terms of it being placed in and, and it being something that is recognizable. However, I do want to kind of immediately backtrack on something I said at the beginning of the conversation where I said, I don't think a whole lot of the general public is even aware of what VR can necessarily do in terms of like, oh, my, all the other VRs are wireless. Why does this have to be wired? Um, because I don't know if you watch a whole lot of cable TV, Janet, but since I've been back home, uh, at my parents' house, and watching a lot of cable TV, especially uh, a lot of football, and uh, and even on Christmas Day, a lot of um, basketball games that were on, they are pushing this fucking Oculus really hard. Like mm-hmm. the the Oculus Meta or whatever they're calling it, because um, it's no longer the it's no longer Oculus. It's the Meta Quest, is what they're calling it. But these commercials are playing nonstop. And I go to my friend's house and he got his son one. And he's like, oh, yeah, my son got that little I got we got him the little wireless like VR thing. And I that does start to make me wonder, is this are we sort of seeing a turn for what the general public even thinks of with how hard, you know, you open up your news on your app or on your PC or whatever. And the first thing you're hit with, there's always an article about the metaverse in VR I think the marketing over these these past couple of weeks have definitely kind of gotten it into the public's consciousness a little bit more. Um, But the PlayStation name, I still think, really means something to a lot of people. Yeah, I I think so, too. Um, Again, having those staple IPs, uh, which brings us to our next story. Horizon Call of the Mountain has been revealed for PlayStation VR 2. This comes over from the PlayStation blog. With only a few more weeks to go until Horizon Forbidden West launching February 18th, 2022, we're thrilled to reveal that we'll soon be journeying back out into the wild in a brand new adventure with Horizon Call of the Mountain. Created for PlayStation VR 2, this unique experience has been designed to push hardware, technology, innovation, and gameplay. The stunning visuals and brand new PSVR 2 Sense controllers give a new meaning to being fully immersed into the world of Horizon. 
We don't want to reel too much yet, but this story will be told through the eyes of an entirely new character. You will also meet Aloy, other familiar faces, Spoilers. and new characters Come along on. the way. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and so we're not, not Aloy confirmed. Uh, and we'll be introducing you to the protagonist of Horizon Call of the Mountain soon, which I think is a little bit funny because it's, it's the first person. I'm like, that's me. Like, I'm the protagonist. Yeah. <laughs> we play as ourselves, but I get what they mean. Uh, we're looking forward to welcoming VR fans into our wonderful Horizon community and giving you an unforgettable experience. Horizon Call of the Mountain has been probably developed with the team at Fire Sprite, and we'll soon be revealing more about what you can expect from the game. Until then, check out the teaser trailer, which is playing now if you're watching the video version. And I think the real big deal here is, you know, they did a really good job with this because for me, like, I just started playing Horizon. Um, the first one, like as a fresh first time playthrough. And obviously I saw some of the marketing and I was like sort of tangentially around like when that game released in terms of general conversation, um, though, you know, I was definitely more so playing Breath of the Wild and it kind of eclipsed, I think, even some of the conversation happening around that game. I think that's um, everybody's experience with Horizon. Yeah, exactly. Except for, you know, I think some people were like, no, man, I was I was digging into Horizon. Like, that's my thing. Like, I, you know, all, so there are those people, but. I didn't hear a lot from them at the time. And playing Horizon now, I was blown away seeing the tall necks. Like, I think I've seen them, like, in marketing and then, of course, like, in, you know, trailers for the new game. Um, but I think them having that, like, tied to the VR experience specifically, because, like, that's, I mean, like, who among us didn't, like, walk up to them and you, like, tilt the camera up and you're looking at them and they have, like, that big cinema. Like, that was such a cinematic moment. It's something you do over and over again in the game. Like, I think that was a really smart positioning. Uh, what are your thoughts on this game? What do you hope it turns out to be? And, like, what are your expectations for what you would want to do in VR in the world of Horizon? I, uh, uh, again, I do hope it's something chunky. I, I hope it's something meaty we're getting here, as opposed to walk around Aloy's sort of uh, camp and meet some people and talk to them. And you see them face to face. And it's this really cool kind of uh, personable experience. And then be wowed visually. I want uh, I, w I want like a six hour kind of campaign out of this. Um I'm still kind of worried when it comes to movement in VR. And I know that a lot of people feel that Half-Life Alex nailed a lot of that. And in terms of kind of iterating on what past games have tried to do with movement with like this sort of point and click style of movement, which I certainly uh, became more fond of after just getting really motion sick with a lot of games, trying to use the analog sticks while looking around and just not mm -hmm. feeling that one to one why am I not feeling movement, but seeing movement? And that sort of throws you off. But I do think that uh, um, just based on what a lot of people said about Half-Life Alex, that it's sort of nailed what the movement needs to feel like. It This needs to be a chunky campaign-like experience uh, for me that when it comes out, people say, holy shit, you need to check this game out. And whether that comes to really cool story moments or action sequences, uh, I, I feel like everybody always talks about the... Uh, oh gosh, what's that one PSVR experience? The, the Astrobot, the sort of heist one. Well, the Astrobot is oh, all the heist another one. one. Is it called the heist? Uh, um, you're in a Super car. You're, no, you're in no. no, you're in a car. You like get a pistol out of the glove compartment. You're shooting people out the like. We yeah, need a lot heist, of right? yeah. London, it, the heist became, is Bob's. It, it became blood and something. Blood and truth. Yeah, blood and yeah. truth. Thank you, gamers. Thank you, Kevin. Um, we need something like that that's going to have these really cool moment-to-moment -moment things, but not just to be, here's a roller coaster attraction. I want something with, like, I'm looking at somebody and I'm picking my dialogue choices, maybe, or 
I am uh, I'm inherently sort of affecting what the gameplay and what the story is going to be, as opposed to just here's an attraction that you could show your friends when they come over uh, on Friday and have them be wowed by it. I want like an actual really cool experience. Yeah, I definitely got that vibe, too, like or that's my number one concern for how substantial is it really going to be? Um, and it's so weird because like a teaser trailer always gives you absolutely nothing it's like just like a quick vibe right it's like oh like you remember like there's big things and like that's crazy like that's all this really was um i do i did kind of get the sense that like i'm curious as to who we're going to be playing as and they said we're you know meet the the protagonist later um i'm hoping there's someone like cool and badass like i'm thinking about i'm I'm working toward the platinum on horizon so i'm doing all the side quests uh, and i forget the name of the character right now but there are some characters like in the hunting lodge that you meet that are really cool in their own right like they are you know skilled hunters and they've been living out here for forever and they have like risen up the ranks like i want to be someone I want to be like that cool NPC that you meet and you're like, wow, that person's a badass. Like, I want to be that character and I'm meeting Aloy and I have my own role. Uh, I'm a little worried that I'm going to be like random townsperson who like shoots a bow for the first time. Like really, you know, Um, conversely, I think the movement thing I'm really curious about as well. Um, I've played a good amount of VR games, but genres are here and there. And I feel like I haven't. I'm, I'm wondering how combat would work in for horizon in vr because i'm thinking about how much i rely on the dodge in that game and that quick movement like whether it's teleportation or analog sticks i've never been like that great at granted horizon is also known for its slowdown mechanic which it has like when you aim and you can like increase that so i'm most curious about like how is that gonna work I'll say, man, uh, slow down sounds like you're asking for motion sickness problems, <laughs> like jumping through the air, and just seeing everything move in slow mo sounds like a disaster. I think we're I think it's likely going to be a bit more cover shootery where maybe you uh, you're sort of maneuvering through this sort of space and you duck down uh, in grass to sort of hide for a bit and then you can pop up and shoot when needed. Um, I. uh yeah, I mean, th- this sounds really, really neat. Again, it's just it sort of needs to hit a uh, it needs to be substantial. It can't just be mm-hmm. this sort of uh, amusement park theme experience. Um, I want there to be something, you know, something worth playing uh, as opposed to just showing off. You know what I mean? And I'll tell you what, right. I'll, something I'm also pretty excited about. I wonder what we see in terms of old PSVR games getting ported in a way to psvr2 because i think there's a lot of really cool experiences there that would be you know better experienced without seeing that sort of checkerboard screen uh view where whenever you look at the first vr and you sort of you can see the pixelization you could see each individual pixel if you if you try to not ignore it so i'm kind of excited in that aspect as well yeah, like I really hope that um, I'm trying to remember if I know any of the details on like the licensing or like the exclusive rights, but um, Resident Evil's um, God, was it four? Um, yeah. Everyone, you know, that's that's currently exclusive to well, Quest 2, Meta Quest 2, right? Um, I don't know like what that the terms are of that or like if when that expires, if it expires. But like I would love to see something like that on PlayStation, I think especially because Resident Evil has had such a home on PlayStation, especially in recent years, thinking of its like inclusion in the PlayStation collection, the fact that for Village, uh, we got that demo early, like, you know, before like it released on other platforms. So stuff like that, I think is really exciting. Um, Before we move on, I want to know what IPs would you want to see VR integrations for or like, 
you know, VR spinoffs for? Let's assume this is awesome. It's substantial. It's mind blowing. It's like the system seller. Like what other IP do you want to see get VR treatment or get explored in VR? Oh, let me let me just deliver packages in Death Stranding. <laughs> I, I feel like that's, that's definitely like, can you falling down that mountain in <laughs> VR? <laughs> just slowly sliding into the into the water laying down some ladders just seeing sam's arms wail back and forth Um, on some mushrooms like drinking some monster it's not monster anymore but you know like some energy oh it was monster that's right those are the glory days we used to be a country we used to be a country we did that's what i heard until mom president you know rip that's like 10 minutes and you'll be fine um but (laughs) it's like 10 it's 10 kojima minutes so it's like 90 minutes but y'all y'all get the vibes um yeah i think that'd be That'd be interesting. I don't know if they could do that without I, making you ill, but I, I I'd like to see them just, try. I'm mainly just thinking of it more from the standpoint of what are, what's going to be really neat visually, and would I like right. to see a flying weird whale monster? Sure, I think that pretty. I think that'd be pretty neat. Um, uh, I I don't know. I just I love the idea of exploring spaces in VR. I just can't. I, I'm not really sure what sort of aside from this, what sort of killer IP. I would want to see uh, done in a really cool, substantial way that seems doable and not just fever dream, you know? It'd be fun to do um, God of War, but I I don't know if that'd be for me just in, sense of, in the sense of the gore. Like, it gets kind of intense. Like, I don't like being too scared in games, and I find VR makes non-scary games scary. Like, playing Doom in VR... Like when you, you, I think at the beginning of the game, they kill you and you like experience them killing you. And I'm like, that's, this is, this this is, is intense. too much. Ratchet, is and too Clank much. Has, Ratchet and Clank as a shooter would be really cool, I think. I think there, there'd be a lot of really neat things to do with uh, just weapon variety and different things you can do in terms of uh, having all the different sort of ammunition types and seeing all sorts of different things happen to enemies whenever you... You shoot them and you group them and you shoot that big ass grenade and that explodes them. That could be pretty neat. Although this, I wonder how the slowdown would be whenever you're switching weapons and how kind of annoying that would get. Um, Returnal would be pretty sick as a uh, now again, removing all the crazy movement of it. I just think the skill aspect of trying to maybe nail that dodge, they could figure out a way to make the movement feel good. I, I believe in them. I think dodge in VR is like the biggest challenge for people. And I'll be interested to see how they approach it. Um, yeah. Before we move on, I do want to give a shout out to, again, the fact that it's being developed with, with Fire Sprite, uh, who made The Persistence, um, which is a VR game. like a, It's like horror, roguelike. Um, it's it's super solid. Um, I, I played through that on PSVR, the first one. Um, and I thought it was really good. So I feel like on the laurels of that i have some confidence that this will be um one substantial and two like well designed and like comfortable it was super yeah like why i it was vr vr horror rogue review that i did why did i sign up i was like i'm gonna i bought this for work i'm gonna use this vr and it was so difficult but yeah it was scary (laughs) it was i was i was like i'm gonna review enough games to pay for this psvr that i bought uh i did not by the way because it it was difficult but anyway thank you it's a different Um, sort of i always always think janet i could just close my eyes but uh, but like what kind of player you're would i be committed. if i did yeah that? you're too committed at that point. oh i definitely no like i'll i'll like or i'll like look away my thing with horror is to always like have my back like sliding against the walls at all time i'm like nothing can <laughs> creep up on me because like nothing can be behind me um but yeah i'll be interested to see what those experiences are, are like in vr and like the the headset 
vibrating seems really weird and interesting. Um, but yeah, there could be we'll a lot to... of creepy Last of Us shit done as well. I'm really especially yeah, with like, the 3D audio, hearing like all the factions is VR. You. No, yeah, but <laughs> I'm excited for like what what kind of things they're doing with immersion because I I really like the dual sense. I think them bringing that into the the sense controllers is going to be fun. Uh, anyway, we can talk about this forever, but. Let's not. Let's instead talk about Ubisoft Plus coming to Xbox and Rainbow Six Extraction launching on Xbox Game Pass. This comes over from uh, Ubisoft's post directly, which writes, Ubisoft announced that its Ubisoft Plus subscription will be coming to Xbox in the future. Originally launched for PC, the service allows access to more than 100 Ubisoft titles at a single monthly cost with games and DLC available on launch day and monthly rewards, including cosmetics, boosters, in-game items, and more. But that's not all. Ubisoft also announced that Rainbow Six Extraction will be a day one addition for Xbox Game Pass and PC Game Pass members, allowing them to play on Xbox consoles and PC right from the game's launch on January 20th. Uh, man, that's right around the corner. I didn't realize it was coming up so quick. Uh, Rainbow Six Siege, already available as part of Xbox Game Pass, will be available to Xbox Game Pass Ultimate and PC Game Pass members the same day, giving PC players a chance to squad up for even more Rainbow Six action with their friends. Rainbow Six Extraction is a cooperative PvE experience that places players in the shoes of well-known Rainbow Rainbow Six Siege operators with up to three friends facing off against a mysterious alien menace that threatens life on Earth with 18 operators to choose from and a variety of unique gadgets and weapons at their disposal. Players will need to communicate and think tactically to take on their otherworldly adversaries and safely extract their captured teammates. Um, current hype levels for Rainbow Six Extraction uh, and this being on Game Pass as well as the uh, Ubisoft Plus uh, being on Xbox. What are your feelings on that? I'm super excited about Extraction. I I loved every trailer that we saw of it having that sort of tactical element. Um, again, we say it a million, well, at least I say it a million times, Janet. Will this, will Extraction likely be a game that I play for a week and put down and not touch again until maybe a big DLC happens? Most likely. Uh, but right next to that, the PSVR 2. Exactly. But I think a lot of that is just how I sort of digest video games, um, because I, I don't think that lessens what the game is. It's just sort of how I uh, consume them. The um, so I'm pretty excited about that. I think that the having a different sort of vibe than what Back for Blood was or what any of those really fast, high action games and having to, you know, coordinate a bit more uh, because I feel like we try to coordinate in games like Back for Blood and then it ends up just like being chaos. And that can be fun in its own way. But I do sort of like this vibe. And it also and almost reminds me of uh, watching those trailers playing like Rainbow Six Vegas for the first time and being uh, and playing co-op with your friend and being like, all right, I'm going to shoot this guy. Then you're going to shoot that guy. We toss in that like I just sort of love that that experience. Um, but goddamn Game Pass, it just keeps on winning. And it's wild that we think of it now and it's going to have EA Play and Ubisoft Plus. What isn't the Game Pass going to have in the next year and a half? Well, um, so based on how this is written, and I don't know if I don't know if additional stuff has come out afterwards, Ubisoft Plus will be on Xbox. It's not necessarily going to be on Game Pass, like how EA Play is integrated with Game Pass. But like they, oh, I don't think they've really talked too much in detail. It. Or what I'm curious about, because there's there's uh, EA Play, and then I believe there's EA Play Plus. This sounds like I'm making it up. I believe it's the name of the title. And there's like with EA Play, you don't actually get full access to like 
all of the stuff you get like up to 10 hours so i'm what i'm curious about is maybe or what i'm hopeful for is that there'll be like a lesser version of like ubisoft plus that maybe could be tied in to kind of push you towards that subscription because that's the announcement that it's originally on pc and now it'll be on xbox or it'll be coming to xbox i was about to um, say god damn they're about to just have everything now what the hell like what's the point of even uh signing up for any of those things that that's okay so that makes a lot more sense uh but still a really big win for them the fact that they are getting extraction oh, day one yeah and i think I, it shows think that incredible. they have there's there's a relationship there um like between the companies in relation to game pass and i think this the extraction example is like well i wouldn't say opening the door so i don't i don't know offhand what the past ubisoft releases and xbox day one like i don't know what that crossover has been in the past but i think the fact that this is there points to the likelihood for more crossovers because again then that can help you know if ubisoft's goal is to up their you know subscribers on their plus membership part of that is hey like you know incentivizing that by maybe beefing up game pass because then it can say like hey do you like having our stuff day one integrated we have we have yeah. more we have the you know 100 plus games on here um but when I, I am hoping though that there's like a worse version just kind of lumped in even if it's like that 10 hour thing like i think ea play having that 10 hour thing because i'm you're already paying for ultimate so it's like hey 10 hours if you want it you know if you don't you know you're gonna buy it you can just get it it's uh it's better than nothing so i would love to see a little bit more of an entry point into it because i think a lot of people want that and like that's why everyone kind of read it that way they're like well i mean like this makes sense um to kind of bundle these things together and I see this as the beginning of just another relationship that Xbox has with publishers. I think that we're going to continue to see more and more jobs like this. Um, and I'm I'm just I had to double check the price point, but extraction is going to be forty dollars. So it's not going to be uh, it's not one of these sixty dollar uh, priced games, which is I think perfect. I don't think it needs to be a sixty dollar price game just based on what it seems like it's uh, seems to be offering, which is essentially a, a multiplayer kind of experience without a whole lot of you know we're not dealing with campaign stuff in this video game i don't believe yeah for sure um do you think this being on game pass is gonna um increase the longevity of siege extraction specifically um i don't i don't see why not i think if anything it also sort of uh bumps up the interest in siege uh, uh you know bring it in more people into that multiplayer um i uh, i'm pretty excited for extraction and i think that ubisoft clearly has a win here going with game pass i think it i think they've needed some sort of good press to happen <laughs> uh with anything really when it comes to games when it comes to uh you know um, console exclusivity or stuff like that i think this is a pretty big win for ubisoft so um shout out to them actually getting a dub because it's been a while since we've I, had positive Like, news. literally, I was looking at, like, oh, everyone's so excited. And then I was, like, having flashbacks of, like, you know, poor working conditions and NFTs and, like, all this other stuff. And I'm just, yeah, there's there's a lot going on there. But um, definitely an exciting addition to Xbox. And I think a reminder that Game Pass just, like, keeps winning and, and, and going super hard just in the beginning of the year. It's only been a couple of days, but there's been so many, like, amazing announcements for what's what's to come. Um, and I definitely am feeling, like, you know the the pressure for like whatever playstation does with spartacus because we were just talking about that on the on the episode that just aired uh for ps i love you and i think this is definitely like the gap is becoming astronomical <laughs> and i'm like oh man this like needs to come out and be like pretty impressive to at least feel like it's in 
an up-to-date conversation in terms of what gaming subscriptions can be. Um, before we move on, I want to shout out a Fraudriguez film uh, in the live chat says, someday Game Pass might turn into cable. You get your basic package and then you add on premium channels, sports packages, etc. Or like how like the subscriptionification of like we have our own like millennial cable with Netflix and YouTube Hulu. YouTube TV. Um, <laughs> yeah, like I think that's definitely I- a fair concern, Fraudriguez, but I think because we haven't seen the start of that, I don't I think it's time to worry about that. Like I, I we, have, we have like really yeah because of ultimate with luna no with luna they have where you i mean but that's exactly what he's saying i think it's seven dollars for the standard and then you can upgrade the packages depending on what you want which i don't necessarily think is a bad platform specifically if it's like i really like ubisoft games like it would make sense for me to get the ubisoft package or the add-on on that you know Kevin's game of the year, freaking uh, Gods and Monsters, right? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I put like fucking 60 hours in it. Was Gods and Monsters the old name of the game? Yeah, I think so. Phoenix Immortal Rising was the new name. There we go. Gods and Monsters is so much better than that, but maybe it was too generic (laughs) to use. It doesn't matter, you know what I mean? I don't know. It was a fun game. I think the closest thing to gaming, the cableization of gaming, is the current state in which the subscriptions are in conversation with each other so it's like i have ps plus and i also have game pass ultimate and like sometimes i have apple arcade and like i think as those things branch out i think that's the closest we'll get to the cableization of game subscriptions i don't personally think and you know i could be wrong because that happens fairly often (laughs) kind of funny.com slash wrong um i don't really see game pass or any of its competitors having the power to get so much but then be being also able to like funnel their users to different places like i don't think that end up being like advantageous or like work for the long term i think especially when you think about how much smaller gaming is than like these other forms of like entertainment and that's not to you know gaming is definitely on the rise and it's grown and it's like more and more popular and you see like the ads for it on cable and stuff and on tv and on netflix and on everything else but it's still not quite the same like even if you think of the amount like people always say like x game Pass is the netflix of gaming but if you look at how much stuff is on netflix like let's reel it in and that and that's not the shade game pass because like that's it's just not it's never going to quite exactly be that, but I get what people mean when they say that, and that's, that's sort of how I see these playing out. But, uh, Andy, any predictions for, like, the future of game subscriptions? Um, I mean, I just... I continue to see Game Pass keep on getting more and more powerful. I do I do think, however, that uh, PlayStation's offering in the future will be pretty substantial for whatever it is they decide to do because they have... Uh, they have the hardware. They have the SKUs. Think about... I think we still kind of um, I think we may already be looking past the PS4 era and that last generation. But that's still a lot of hardware out there that you could still take advantage of that people can still bring new life to uh, for people that maybe have a PS4, but don't really have a whole lot else with it. Um, Here's 10 bucks a month. Here's a bunch of games that you could play, not only our exclusives, but um, whatever offerings from X and X studio, whatever offerings from whatever uh, publisher out there. I think there's a lot that Sony can do with whatever they're going to do in the future. And they have that cachet. They have the they have the money and they can definitely pull off something pretty big. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, speaking of offerings, remember you can go to patreon.com slash games where you can get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. Using the internet without ExpressVPN is like leaving your keys in your car while you run into the gas station. You're probably fine, but... 
it could be a disaster. And every time you connect to an unencrypted network, you're basically giving someone else the keys to your personal data, like your passwords, your financial details, the passwords to your financial life. And it doesn't even take much technical knowledge for someone to hack you. But ExpressVPN creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your data and the world that it'd take a hacker with a supercomputer over a billion years to get past. Plus, it's super easy to use. You just open the app and press a single button. I've been using it. Kind of funny has been using it. It's keeping our internet safe. And I love that. I love it so much. I love how easy it is to use. And I love that I just don't even need to worry about it. Secure your online data today by visiting expressvpn.com slash kind of funny. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash kind of funny. And you can get an extra three months for free by going to expressvpn.com slash kind of funny. What would it feel like if we were finally free of high interest loans or credit card debt? Well, Upstart can help you make that final payment so you can get ahead. Upstart is the fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan all online. Whether you're looking to pay off credit cards, consolidate high interest debt, or fund some personal expenses, Upstart can help you get one fixed monthly payment with a clear payoff date. Rather than looking only at your credit score, Upstart considers other factors like your income, current employment, and credit history to find you a smarter rate. One of my really good friends did exactly this, and it helped him out so much, just consolidating all of his debt into one place allowed him to focus and just take care of it and now he's debt free thanks to upstart find out how upstart can lower your monthly payments today and when you go to upstart.com slash kind of funny that's upstart.com slash kind of funny don't forget to use our url to let them know that we sent you loan amounts will be determined based on your credits income and certain other information provided in your loan application upstart.com slash kind of funny there's so much going on right now whether it's stuff you're excited about like traveling or stuff you'd rather avoid like traffic you can't always control the vibes out there but you can control the vibes in your own head when you've got a pair of raycon wireless earbuds in your ears uh with raycon's new everyday earbuds they look feel and sound better than ever uh one of my best friends james burke he loves these things he's always out there when he's running when he's playing his baseball he's a baseball coach so he does a lot of those two things and raycon's new everyday earbuds look feel and sound better than ever they've got an improved rubber oil look and feel and optimized gel tips for a perfect in-ear fit plus you get three new sound profiles so the sound is great no matter what you're listening to whether it's a podcast like this one or some hip-hop or some rock or anything in between right now kind of funny listeners you can get 15 percent off your raycon order at buyraycon.com slash kind of funny that's b-u-y-r-a-y-c-o-n.com slash kind of funny to save 15 percent on raycons buyraycon.com slash kind of funny ghost of tsushima has sold 8 million copies this comes from jeff grubb over at games beat who writes ghost of tsushima is one of sony's biggest new properties it was a global smash hit on playstation 4 and it got a boost when sony released a director's cut version that also included updates for ps5 during a presentation as part of ces 2022 in vegas sony confirmed that the game has sold more than 8 million copies in total the company confirmed that number as part of a segment about its upcoming PlayStation Studios film and television products. Uh, projects. Sony plans to turn Ghost of Tsushima into a movie to capitalize on the success of the game. Uh, so shout oh. out and congrats to uh, Ghost of Tsushima at that eight million. Andy, um, hype levels for this film. And also, when do you think we're going to see a follow up to Ghost? Is that something you have as an expectation or a desire moving forward? Definitely. If you would have asked me last year, though, I would have said, eh, I'm, I'm fine. You know, I played kind of the first couple hours. I'm good. But this past year, I put about 70 hours into Ghost. Oh, my God. Yeah, I saw it, you drink uh, into that one character. No spoilers. 
Oh, oh my good. Oh my goodness. This freaking this the, freaking game. Is I will say I'm not as hot on Ghost as a lot of people, but <laughs> I will say I do enjoy like plot-wise the drama. Like oh the gosh. drama of Dude, like the, what's the, going the, on the around The mechanics of the, that game is they're The mechanic yeah. I think the stance system, like once the stances all come out, like it starts to sing, but I think pre that I'm like these are just I'm just fighting really heavy people with shields. But once you it, get the, the stances it's better. I think it got to a point where I just I, I think when I knew this game is just pure fun for me is when um, much like when I'm playing Spider-Man and I go, uh, I don't really need to take out all those enemy kind of mm. I don't need to take out this group of gangs over here or this group of gangs. But I get God. it. I'm good. But with Ghost of Tsushima, I just kept on wanting to go everywhere and just take out people and find new mm. ways to just dominate. And uh, I had a lot of fun with that game. I'm looking forward to whatever movie they come out with. Um, I know that I, I believe the uh, the main actor who played um, the ghost, uh, Jin, right? Mm -hmm. Jin? Yeah, Jin yeah, Sakai. Sounds right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Jin Sakai. Yeah, he uh, I believe he's really campaigning to try to get the, the main uh, the main character in the movie, which would be fantastic. Um, I'm super excited. I want to see a sequel. I think. I think they absolutely nailed it with this game. Uh, Sucker Punch did a fantastic job. And uh, you're right. The drama is what does it for me. I I just didn't know the game was going to keep going that hard with cutscenes and character moments. Um, I th thought it was going to be really, really front loaded. And I think the game can if there's anybody out there that maybe put the game down because they got burnt out on it like I did the first time. I would say just try to mainline as much of it as possible uh just try to golden path it because you will get sucked in by those character moments like i did mm -hmm. um and it is a fantastic game and uh i think it's number four on my game of the year list uh last year janet number one being dark souls number two uh being uh sekiro shadows die twice my top okay. five are all games that didn't come out last year by the way so what was three because i'm wondering what's uh, ahead of ghost Let's see. Uh, three, I believe, was. I'll have to get back to you, Janet. I'll have to get back to you, but mm -hmm. I'll get. I'll, I'll let you know. I'll let you know. Yeah, that's, that's definitely an interesting. Maybe it's the first one that came out in that year. Then, yeah, of the year, <laughs> yeah, the yeah, first of exactly. the year of the year. Yeah, I, I definitely think. Um, I would be really surprised if they did not follow this up with more. I think the fact that they have the director's cut to kind of freshen our minds of it and maybe introduce some people who, you know, maybe they just got a PS5, they missed some of the PS4 gems, it re-incentivizes them to go back and finish it or go back and try it out. Um, I also see sort of like the... I feel like Spider-Man was kind of rolled out in a similar way. Obviously, it's very different histories in terms of franchise. Um, and I think the moment I saw Jin as a Funko Pop, I'm like, this is going to be a staple on PlayStation now. Yep. Um, and we'll see how it goes. I think for me, I want, I'd have to like really reflect on like what things I'd want differently from a new one. Um, Cause I wasn't as hot on the first one. I think I just want like a little bit more parsed down and maybe a little bit more diversity in like the structures of some of like the side quests. Like I feel like every side quest was it's, it's ghosts. And then they're like, it's bandits. And they're like, it's ghosts. And then you're like, it's bandits. Yeah. Um, I'm also I not a big fan there. Yeah. in any game. And I have this problem with horizon too. 
the detective stuff is always really dry to me where you use like you're like what happened and you're like staring at like a bloody bowl i'm like this is never fun in any game like y'all don't yeah. know how to make this in a way that's interesting I, um the vin diesel. so i'd want that a little spiced up yeah yeah the vin diesel and fast four using his uh batman detective powers can definitely get a little old after a bit i don't disagree there um by um, the way my top five of the year uh kevin do you have any fanfare for me to play whenever i uh name number five can you play like a little sound effect thank you kevin number five is hollow knight thank you kevin number five is hollow knight number four ghost of sushima director's cut sound effect right there okay thank you so much number three mass effect legendary edition kevin let's hear it there it is. Number two, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. And number one, Dark Souls. That's my top five, everybody. Oh, you're still going. Okay. Oh, yeah. This is the uh, dramatic effect. Um, yeah. So one thing I did really like, though, I started playing a little bit of the DLC because um, I got like the oh, God, what, director's cut version. I need um, to play that, don't I? Iki Island? I never played you, it. I think you would like it a lot because it's a little bit harder um, and you're like, you know, the Perry boy. So I think you'll have a good time mm-hmm. there. And um, well, I like I they do like weird without spoilersing it, you know, and I only played like the first like couple hours or something. Um, they do some like trippy like sequences like i'm a big fan of like what's reality Mm. in games and in like movies and stuff and they like kind of like fuck with your head a little bit on some of the sequences which i really liked and they have like some i don't know if this is completely new but i think um like stuff that you can do with your horse like you can like do more combaty things with the horse and also there's more animals so you can like pet like oh gosh i'm forgetting what the new animals i think deer you can like start petting some deer. I was like, this is a good game. So like, I, I do think they really, I felt improvements. Not that, again, the base game was not bad. I think it's a good game to maybe even a great game. But like, I feel like they're like playing some of the director's cut. I'm like, I can really see this next one, like kind of knocking it out of the park in a big way. I just, I immediately, Janet, when you say horse combat, I just, I just envisioned a horse parrying and dodging. <laughs> like, I just. It's not that cool, <laughs> but it's like not too far. Like, it's not like cruising blast level where you can like drive a unicorn, okay. but, but there's some fun stuff in there. Um, speaking of some fun stuff, let's uh, close out by talking about Discord seeming to be preparing for PSN integration. This comes from here and Cryer over at Games Game Radar, changer right there. Um, who writes the ability to connect your PlayStation Network. I uh, account to Discord seems on the horizon. Earlier today, a post appeared on the official Discord subreddit displaying the PlayStation Network icon on Discord. Specifically, it appeared through the connection section of the Discord app, so it's clear that integration between the two services is primed to launch soon. According to poster, I never know how to read these, Jankajets or Jankestjets, or whenever also you read Reddit usernames as part of news, it's always like really a wild time. Jank ESJT. Jinx JT. Yeah. Yes. Justin Timberlake fan. Who isn't, except for a lot of people. Um, Discord mm. shifts with every new update, unused stuff, and you can force enable this stuff. I saw something with the name PlayStation Network, turn that on, and boom. And then jumping down to later in the article, they mention um, kind of how we, we know this is on the horizon because of the like acquisition conversations, but we don't know the details. Uh, and then uh, here on writes, if things work like Xbox, though, we sim- should simply see the option to link your PSN and Discord accounts together rather than a Discord app popping up on your PS4 or PS5. Right now, you can display which games you're playing 
playing on your Xbox console through Discord. Signal to your friends uh, when you're around. And from the new image on the original subreddit, it looks like PlayStation uh, is going to have similar things for its players very soon. Uh, do you have any expectations or hopes for this integration? Uh, are you a big Discord user when it comes to gaming? Massive Discord user to the point where I feel like it's just kind of the default. And if I have to use in-game chat, I'd probably just rather not use it. And that's kind of weird to say, but it's gotten to that point where I, I I just would miss the quality of Discord too much. Um, we we use Discord for everything. And when as soon as the pandemic hit, we kind of we tried other stuff at the beginning <laughs> for like the first month or so, and then immediately just kind of defaulted everything to Discord. But it's so true. Like if I if I have to use Xbox chat, I'd probably just would not rather chat uh with mm -hmm. friends or whatever and just be like all right well hopefully i'll just try to ping in game for you <laughs> to to communicate um well, janet when do you think that this like officially launches oh man I, honestly everything's moving so much faster than i thought like after that psvr2 thing i'm like nothing i think is true i feel is crazy. like <laughs> i feel like discord feels like a spring thing but i feel like i'm mentally slotting everything from playstation for spring like this and their subscription service rumored subscription service i'm like in my mind that's spring um but honestly i could just see the ceremony unceremoniously dropping at any point on the on the playstation blog like i don't think they'll make a big deal about it um and i don't think it'll have anything too crazy than what's expected but i think they'll you know shout it out and we'll maybe see some potentially some little mention on it on the console just to i know this this article mentions like there probably won't be like a, an app specific or something but maybe just like a little ad type thing like when you boot up your ps5 it usually is kind of point to like ps plus games or just news in general so um that's that's probably how i see it rolling out um so i think s spring or earlier would be my guess i don't know we'll see can't wait can't wait Yes, but PlayStation Discord integration is so far away or not. I don't know. If I want to know what is coming to mom and grab shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Out today. so why did the levels got so high? Out today is Breakneck <laughs> City on Switch, uh, Arcadia Fallen on Switch, uh, Mick Droid on Switch, um, Fears to Fathom, Norwood Hitchhike on PC, and Electrician Simulator on PC. Once again, proving that there's a simulator for literally everything. Um, if you don't know if it's there, go find it. I'm sure you'll find it out there. Mick uh, Droid, this has got to be some McDonald's. I was thing. okay. I was literally thinking of the same thing. I'm like, this is like McDonald's vibes, but then I'm just like, it is you not. know. Um, a McDroid sounds like I feel like if there's a McDroid, it's probably in San Francisco serving up McGriddles or something. There's, like how yeah, there's those like robot cops rolling oh, down right. the Yeah. And then there's, there's also the coffee robots, which are like my preferred robot to the robot cop that rolls down the street. But anyway, uh, we got some NVIDIA GeForce updates for y'all. Uh, again, we've partnered with NVIDIA to keep you updated on all the latest GeForce uh, RTX additions to your favorite games like God of War coming to PC with NVIDIA Reflex. Ooh. At yesterday's CES announcement, NVIDIA shared it's been expanding its Reflex technology into more games. NVIDIA Reflex reduces your PC gaming system's latency. Games with NVIDIA Reflex allow you to be more responsive, 
hit targets with greater response and precision and a maximized performance of competitive games. NVIDIA announced they're bringing Reflex technology to the PC version of God of War next week. With NVIDIA Reflex, you'll get tighter dodges and combos and experience the game at a higher level of response. We also have new G-Sync eSports monitor tech. Um, and for those of you who are looking for every sliver of performance, NVIDIA announced they are introducing the next advance in eSports display tech. For over a decade, eSports has been played at 1080p resolution to maximize performance. NVIDIA advances in G-Sync will now allow this high-end performance on 140, uh, 1440p, excuse me, 27 inch G Sync monitors and up to 360 hertz refresh. There's a video on their YouTube channel that breaks down the new tech. So, definitely a lot of things to games. get excited about in that space. That is, you're really good at the taglines. Like, your branding is impeccable. You have probably some of the best branding on the internet. And that was even before well the Times Square ad. I mean that's in that's NVIDIA frames win games. They they they've been saying that forever and I totally agree. So like I, I'm just really glad that we're sponsored by a brand that I really, really give a dang about. So thank you. Yeah, now I have no excuse for all the dodges that I miss in God of War, but you know, exactly. we'll, we'll get there. Um check I can't in believe real we're quick. getting God of War on PC. It's so exciting. It's so are you exciting. gonna are you gonna replay that then? Oh, uh yes. for the PC version? Oh yes, absolutely. It's gonna look stunning and I am just really excited that uh I haven't touched God of War since really the game came out. Um, like legitimately since we had the uh, the review copies, I have not played God of War since. So it's really cool to actually be able to go back there and check it out. All right, for uh, Slash, you're wrong. Not too many. We have some like random like nitpicks and details like uh, the NSYNC song with the puppets. It's going to be me. Um, a quick it's question that I want to address. Me. It's going to be me. I do not enough for you okay uh for call of the mountains we have a uh, nanobiologist coming in with the lore and saying it implies that you're going to be in the rockies and then it kind of then talks about like the comics and like looking into that lore and how that might relate to what we're doing um in the main campaign of that game um other than that we have ratchet outright freezes the gameplay when pulling the quick select rather than slowing down time i think that would work for like you know the the vr things as kebabs uh Druvenator with the ea play shout out uh which i think we did mention this like yeah you can play the games but this is the 10 hour trial unless you have like the higher one um and i think that's about it that we have here uh again just kind of expanding on details on you know ea play and speculation on uh, what that horizon game is going to be uh tomorrow's hosts are greg and tim we got for thursday and then friday we have tam and tim 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 tam time it is what it is uh if you're watching live on twitch after this we have deep rock galactic with mike and greg and if you Ooh. want to catch that stream later subscribe to youtube.com slash kind of funny plays remember this has been kind of funny games daily we're each and every weekday live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about we have a patreon post show for those who are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash kind of funny games so stick around for that other otherwise until next time it's been our pleasure to serve you